0: Disclaimer, what you're about to hear represents the thoughts and opinions of the participants at the moment of recording. We reserve the right to change our minds. Welcome to the Welcome Podcast. My name is Luis. I'm a mathematician, cryptographer, and I'm also a soccer fan few weeks ago, I had a conversation with Kelvin Chan. Kelvin is doing his PhD at York University, but none of that is relevant for the context of this episode. Here, we just had fun and share a laugh. And we also tried to find reasons why this soccer season has been so unpredictable. Hope you enjoy it
1: episode about it. Is this episode about how to use Zoom? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Have to use Zoom and send cats at the same time. <laughs> yeah,
1: we. How many mathematicians does it take to figure out how to use Zoom?
0: <laughs> Apparently, two for more than ten minutes. <laughs>
1: no, it's 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 more when one of
0: them has a PhD. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, the other one needs two computers. <laughs>
1: If both of them are PhDs, then then we're fucked. And, like, there's no end to this.
0: (laughs) 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 Then you better record (laughs) live.
1: You better kill coronavirus.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, we just watched Tonham versus West Ham. What on earth was that? (laughs)
1: What on earth was... Last five minutes, my mind has gone from... I'm about to take three shutouts, three clean sheets for my fantasy to I just lost a fuck ton of points.
0: How many fantasy do you have in your fantasy team?
1: How many? Sorry?
0: Oh, from, from what? From tanham How I, many fantasy do you have? I have two. Two I, defenders.
1: I, I was banging on them sh- uh, getting a clean sheet so I actually put three of them on there. Uh-huh. But the problem is I put three of them in there only, uh, only uh, uh only
0: two played only two played oh thank no. god <laughs> yeah oh did you do you get uh, negative points for considering more than three goals or three or more goals
1: no i have i i went from six points for louise down to one <laughs> <Luis>. <laughs> like, Luis, yeah, yeah. Luis. and then i went from like eight points for uh regular to uh four points <laughs> <laughs> Like nine but
0: last week I had Van Dyke. Right? So, last week, since he considered like seven goals or something like that ridiculous, <laughs> I got like mine, I got negative points from him. I had so like minus two points
1: last week. <laughs> <laughs> I had the entire livable defense line on. <laughs> I, have, I have robbers in, I had, I had. Albany. And all yeah. the DGL on it. I have like three I
0: have been negative three from those three people. <laughs> so <laughs> bad. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. Don't bank on the defenders this no, season. No. Never. Why it's why do you think it's happening like this um ridiculous course?
1: It's because the forward pressing. You, you see the this, forward pressing yeah you see how Liverpool plays for pressing and you see how uh, what's his name Pep Guardiola plays forward pressing and then you see how other people play forward pressing you just it's just hard and then same with Leeds and same with Tottenham the forward yeah. pressing is so is so is so demanding it's, it's hard to maintain yeah because yeah, it asks the two wing backs to forward press a little bit right like so, the entire yeah, shape is more. like
0: moved forward, like a V.
1: No, it's it's well, yeah, yeah, kind of like a V, where the where the uh, the pointy bit is t- uh, pointing towards the goalkeeper. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like a net, right? That's what they're trying to do. Like you get people forward press, and then always, so that they open up the uh, the wing space. Yeah. But then the goal is to so that they cannot if they make those passes, it's gonna, uh, the uh, central defender is going to make a lateral run to intercept those things or push them out yeah. quickly. But it's it's impossible to defend, like because you open up, because you open up those space and you open up the uh, open up a whole lot of opportunity for counterattacks. It doesn't matter how good the centre backs are.
0: But at, at the same time, it seems to me that there's a, another element of of mentality this season, because I, I think that. Once sometimes the, the score line opens and starts getting big, and then it's just like the the, the mentality just goes to, to zero. Yeah. And then you start you start receiving one and after another, after another. Like yesterday, this Manchester United just scored one on, on the eighty uh, six minute. Yeah. To Newcastle. And then just Newcastle just kind of crumble completely crumbled. And it's like the, the second one and the third one, they, the defenders weren't even trying a, anymore. You just like let it in. Yeah, I
1: I think that's different though. I think that's different. I think the Newcastle situation is different. is different than from like last week, where the city where United and um and Liverpool conceded like a Jesus amount of goals.
0: But why why were they able to kind of maintain the four pressing last season, for example, Liverpool? Because other teams hadn't didn't get the
1: players. had not figured it out. No, they didn't have the players. Like they. I mean, I'm sure they figured it out, but people don't exactly believe in, in this sort of things. I don't know if that they believe or not. But then Mourinho is always forward press. And then Pep Guardiola always forward press. But they didn't have the players to do the proper thing because forward press requires a team to be very well-oiled, and you require people in the middle to be really, rel- relatively clever and like have a vision that's quite open, right? Mm-hmm. So last last season, I feel like... Other teams just stuck with the the old defensive strategy where they crowd the back when they sit back yeah. a little bit when they, when you let Liverpool attack so um and then they just basically crowd the top of the box because that's that's uh-huh. how you defend against pep Guardiola's team you the, the way you do it is you you crowd the top of the box you don't crowd the box itself you crowd the top of the box so you make you make sure that the only thing they can do is to do crosses and you see Liverpool play a lot of these These uh, back passes—they pass back to the uh, to the to the center of the pitch, the park, Mm -hmm. and then they cycle a little bit and they basically try to find whether you're how this trying to figure out how this defensive shape changes and they attack where whatever there is a defensive
0: shape change. This has pace. Uh
1: Yeah, so their their goal is to pull the the defense up a little bit so that they can make those uh, they can let Alexander Arnold do to give those passes in. So that they have space mm-hmm. to actually attack. So that's what Liverpool did last
0: season. I keep saying semester, but <laughs> 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 that, that's how semester was. It was last. It was last semester for you as well. Basically, <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> Same for you. <laughs> but, but so, do you think this season other teams are doing this forward pressing more? So Liverpool has to play different. I think or, or the or the fullbacks need to do a lot more work.
1: Um, well, I think the teams has turned on the intensity. So um, you see Leeds play. I saw Leeds play Liverpool. They did forward pressing better than than Liverpool. Their mm. forward pressing was very effe- eff- efficient, and they they were they were aggressive. They were um, fast. As soon as the Liverpool defender gets the ball, they forward press. So they sort of, so so Liverpool no longer has that advantage of of having the back four being really chill. So like you saw the Leeds game where Alexander Arnold and Robertson literally did nothing the whole time because they were worried about defending. Mm-hmm. And then I think teams very quickly learned that. And I didn't see the game yesterday for Everton, but Everton this this season is looking really good because they. Because Cavaliere and Richarlison are well, didn't have Richarlison last game, but then Cavaliere is strong, like he's strong on his head, but he's also um, strong in, in pressing. Um, and then uh, now they strengthen up the midfield, so the uh-huh. so they're tactically stronger. Right. they they like you you saw uh, Hamas giving out passes, so one or two passes because Liverpool leaves quite a bit of space in the back. Yeah, um, it, it, it is it is possible to make. Um, if, if passes are precise enough. So the Liverpool strategy goes, if someone in the middle of the park gets the ball, they're going to press really hard to try to basically force you yeah. to make mistakes. So if you want to make four passes, so, so what happens when a midfielder in the, in the middle of the park gets the ball? Right. If they have support, they're going to make short passes. But if you make short passes, Liverpool's idea is to get Firmino, Mane to come back, to press the ball, so basically surround you. And then, when you are mm-hmm. under pressure, you try to do two things. You try to so so the middle. You you realize you have attracted a lot of players, and then you would try to spread out the ball. And then their goal is that when you make it spread out, when you when you do sort of do these sort of long passes, they try to make give you so much pressure that you don't do a very good job. But Hamas is like one of those players that's really good at these sort of things. Like he doesn't cave under pressure; he still makes amazing passes under pressure.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's kind of a unique thing about him. Uh, it's probably a little bit wasted in Real Madrid, uh, but now it seems to be shining, especially in this kind of situation where James is the star player in, in Everton right now, and yeah. he likes it. He seems to enjoy that. And then I think he thrives in a situation where he is a star player.
1: I don't know. if, Like, in Everton, he has the support for this. Like, he has a strong forward, and he has Richards and he has Caballoui. To, to give the ball to. Like, it's not just him.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: and then there are... The, he, he's he's more or less free to do what he thinks is the right thing. He doesn't defend a whole lot. I mean, you can probably see he's a little lazy in defending.
0: He's a, a little sloppy at it. But yeah. like, I don't think he's lazy. He's just kind of sloppy. He doesn't know how yeah. to do it. He, know, he knows that in the Premier League you need, like, all the forwards need to go yeah. to do some defensive work. But yesterday... Uh, I saw the game in the two or three tackles he was doing. It was, it was terrible. <laughs> I think I can do better tackles with him. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, his his job, his main job, is not to defend.
1: But but what do you think is the the reason that Liverpool is not doing so well?
0: I think your your analysis is pretty good. But I I, I was thinking on 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 um different direction. I thought it. It might be that... First of all, there's been like a unfortunate circumstances. What is Alisson? What Alisson is, Allison? Allison is Allison, out? Yeah. So, so if Alisson is out, it seems to me that it has the same effect than when Kepa and Chelsea is in. The, 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 the defense is not completely trustful of the keeper anymore. So when Adrian is in for Liverpool, the defense is a, is a little bit more panicky. So they don't have kind of the trust of going back to the keeper or I can probably make some mistake and Allison is going to come out come out and help me. It's just that they, they started just looking at each other say like, okay, you have to help me. I see. Uh, I saw that Van Dyke didn't make many mistakes last season, but this season it seems that it was a lot more, uh, the, the cameras and all the attention was, was a lot more in him because he, he made like already one or two mistakes that is not characteristic of Van Dyke. In a similar uh, fashion that Maguire has been making a lot of kind of unforced mistakes but oh, yeah. he just kind of loses his mind so that was probably one of the reasons but uh because it was just the one game where they completely lost their minds yeah uh, it's a completely lost control because in the previous games liverpool looked like just the normal liverpool they were just uh who, who they played before Leeds. Aston villa?
1: yeah the, the 7-2 it, game was villa
0: yeah the 7-2 game was villa then Leeds, uh, Leeds were pretty good, and Liverpool was it's kind of the first game or the second game of the season, so they ended up winning anyway, so it's kind of because that, that's what Liverpool do. <laughs> uh, and in the in the subsequent games, they, they seemed really, really strong. But then Villa came, and it was a complete disaster. And I don't know, every goal, it seemed to me that the defense was kind of not knowing what's going on. They, they were in, in like kind of state of shock that how how are we just conceding so many goals? How is this grillish just passing through like <laughs> a knife and <on> butter just <laughs> with the, with no stop? It, and and everybody was kind of looking at each other like, what is going on? <laughs> and yeah, I thought it might have been Adrian because Adrian looked like he made a two or three mistakes in that game. Yeah.
1: Well and, and then did.
0: everybody else made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so yeah i think that that was probably one of the reasons and it's, it was not just the liverpool game like uh manchester city made a lot of mistakes and like two weeks ago or three weeks ago when they lost like five uh yeah, five, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah and like everybody just looked like what is going on like how are we
1: consider so many goals city against leicester
0: again against leicester right all right that was uh, a shocker yeah that is there's been so many shockers this season it's kind of impressive and we enjoy it as the yeah. fans, especially in the neutral games. It's like, what is happening on? <laughs> <laughs> this is so fun. Duzon is the best investment I've made in the last month. <laughs> this is like the best season so far. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yes. It's great. It's great. Yesterday, I was so angry with Chelsea's result. The 3-3 result? Yeah, it was 3-3 against uh, Southampton. And they also considered a late goal in a very very stupid way, but today kind of enjoyed it when Tottenham considered the third goal at the very last of the game. And that was great.
1: Why? Why do you think um, Van Dyke and uh, and and McGuire made a lot of mistakes? Like, why do, why do you think that is? The... I
0: don't know. Probably they they can't just keep with all of the pressure of the entire team, because they are the two leaders of the teams, right? Like, uh, even though Henderson is the captain. It seems to me that Van Dijk is, looks more of a leader than Anderson, at least at the back, right? So if Van Dyke kind of makes a mistake for any reason, I don't know. It seems that it seems to me that his morale just crumbles as well with him. And and it, it, it seemed to me that Maguire had kind of a similar. Th- there was something similar happening to him that he he was the the face and the the energy of the team, and then when he is failing, there's no one he can go to to get some motivation or something to to grab from i see
1: so you're saying like they they're under pressure where do you think that these pressure come from
0: probably the fans probably the expectation of the fans and the, the media and and the, the team itself true yeah. true yeah. like maguire is being like in everybody's mouth right because he just makes mistakes one over and over and over again and does he have the the personality to come out from that Well, yesterday it seemed that he he probably (laughs) started to lift himself from from all this disaster. But uh, Van Dijk had the pressure from I don't know, probably the team and all the expectations that was just put on Liverpool. And I think the fact that yesterday he was out and he seems to be out for the rest of the season uh, is. that, that's good. That's a big hit for Liverpool. Yeah. I took him out of my fantasy team. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <It> makes. Sense. <laughs> Give me Tariq Lamptey or something. <laughs> it makes sense. I don't think... Yeah,
1: he, he looks like he's out for... His, I mean, there's some reports that seven to eight months. Now, I don't, I don't exactly trust that. Now, I'm going to a little bit more, and then maybe he might yeah. be out for a half a season minimum. He's going to go through like a knee injury. Yeah. One of these two. uh, Sorry, uh, surgery, not injury.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's some pictures of him in crutches, and in in the Tottenham documentary, they, they were saying that oh, when someone is in crutches, then it's likely a really difficult injury to come back from.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, it's terrible. He does. He does. I mean, that tackle looks bad. The tackle looks bad. I think Pickford should have been sent off. I think so. I think even though it was offside, say say it was offside. Probably. I I don't think it was, but. Say it was upside I think it should have been sent so. off. I think
1: so. I think I think that tackle was horrendous. He he went in. He went in legs wide open, like he scissored his his yeah. right leg there. Like even if he, he got the ball, like that was still a dangerous tackle. I mean he yeah. went in pretty hard. He went, basically went in where he where he would have landed, like where Van Dyke would have landed, and he's he went yeah. in that spot and he's just try to get there fast. And that's that's really unfortunate.
0: Like Song Hyun Ming was sent off last season for a less terrible tackle, even with a worse outcome, perhaps. But the the way he did a tackle was not as bad. This one really was completely, completely unnecessary.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like he he didn't. I mean, I understand that he's he he wants to protect that position, and then but then, then uh-huh. that was that was rather dangerous. He's he went for the leg. <laughs> he went for the leg. He, yeah,
0: he, he he went to... He went to stop him, no matter what. Yeah,
1: he did. Yeah. He succeeded.
0: Yeah, he succeeded. But... Uh, this the uh, Manchester City goalkeeper Ederson. He always makes this kind of tackles that he just goes like a train <laughs> and doesn't care who is in front of him.
1: So is uh, Noya, although Noya doesn't run so quite well.
0: Yeah. But Neuer doesn't come out like a train. It seems to me that it's like not really caring who's coming.
1: Yeah, Noya's is more precise with these sort of things. He's fast. He's faster. Like where Edison and, and Pickford are a lot slower than Neuer. Uh huh. Neuer's actually good on his feet. Yeah. So he's quite fast.
0: I, I like how he comes. Sometimes he comes out and how how do you say that in English when you come out and to kind of reduce the space from from the striker so that they cannot when you cover. Yeah, so that they cannot shoot like no. a, in, a, in a one-on-one. Oh, uh, I don't know. when you jockey? Jockey?
1: Jockey is like, we're defending a, against someone. You you don't make a move, but then you sort of occupy the space in front of them where they cannot go. So you, you basically wait patiently, but then also closing down the spaces. That's jockey.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think when he does that, he, he's really, really good at it. He had, like, one or two stops in the Champions League final last season where he was just, like, kind of just reducing the space to where... Who was that? Neymar. I think Neymar was, like, one-on-one with, with Neuer, and then he couldn't score.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember those. And actually, I'm not sure a jockey's right word. is usually for defending, like, defenders, outfield players. But uh-huh. I mean, maybe there's a word for for, for keeper. How do you say in Spanish?
0: Achicar. Just, like, make it small. <laughs>
1: or i guess we would say like keeper would say make themselves big
0: right probably make themselves big well we we are really enjoying this this season of premier league we should probably do some like kind of start a youtube channel do some watch alongs (laughs) in one of these ridiculous games like every game seems to be kind of interesting it seems to have a lot of drama. This, this season,
1: yeah. It, it just, like, doesn't matter what, what happens. Like, three up th- doesn't mean shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, after 15 minutes, Tottenham was, like, three up uh, against West Ham. So uh, any rational person in any other season would be like, okay, I'm just going to go do groceries now. <laughs> this game is over. <laughs> and probably if he was in West Ham Stadium... Uh, everybody will be out of the stadium already.
1: Yeah, I actually, I think that might actually be a positive because when you used to lose big, when you used to lose big time, people just leave your stadium and you hear the home fans shouting hard. Like you just lose a Uh little bit of motivation, but now you don't. You just, you just keep, you're quiet. You keep playing.
0: Yeah, and it seems to me that everybody now kind of knows that the defenses are not good enough to keep a three-up margin. No.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, I I was thinking, for example, Fran Lampard's philosophy or, like, desire is that Chelsea goes and score, like, two or three in the first half so that the other team has no morale to come back in the second half. But we can see, we saw now that even West Ham (laughs) can come back in the last 10 minutes and score three goals. And I won't say that Tottenham's defense is like the worst in the league. Definitely not. I don't think so. I don't think that they are the worst in the league. I think Chelsea's defense, when Zouman and Christensen (laughs) and Kepa are the three starting, they're worse than (laughs) this Tottenham's defense. So they can definitely concede three goals in 10 minutes.
1: And then it used to be a big... Like Fergie time used to be a big deal. I don't think it's a big deal anymore because there was a time where you play... And then you you just feel like three nothings really hard because tactically you you're forced to shoot from long range and and but now teams even te- when teams sit back you have a way to attack because you don't have to yeah. lure them out so fast you you sort of you see the the last goal that Tottenham conceded was they I mean it was a bit of a miracle but then you, you the shooting has become so precise now like most people yes. can shoot. At the top of the box. So.
0: And it was Lanzini. Like, when had you heard Lanzini in, uh, in any fantasy team? <laughs> uh, like, you even mentioned anywhere. No. It, like, Lanzini, who is that guy? Why oh, is from West Ham. Okay. Yeah. Sure. He's <laughs> cool. Like, a uh, screamer. He was a screamer of a goal. I just don't think Jeez. these are so. They, they, they seem. Like from our point of
1: view, because we don't play soccer on a eight hour per day basis, so they, it feels like it's very hard for us to do. But for professional players, where they play so much every week and they practice a lot, and I think it is not that hard. It's no law if you ask any soccer any um professional players to you drop them a ball in a game time situation, you ask them to take a shot. It will like the mm-hmm. margin of error, like to hit the to hit the post, to hit the corner. It's not that small. They can get it within like a half meter radius
0: or diameter maybe. That's true. Yeah. And probably this kind of like super precise or more like training kind of shots because this looks like a training yeah. shot, right? That's yeah. something that you will do just yeah. to show off when there when there's no pressure. will be a lot harder with fans in the stadium. Yeah, because
1: I actually think that is actually I don't know if that's that's 100% correct, but then and I think the emphasis on people taking shots is no longer no longer on power, because the ball has changed if, for the last 10 years, The ball, uh, like when we had the the whatever the Jabalani, Yeah, yeah. I think that ball, you had to shoot re- when you can when you can hit it really hard. That ball is impossible to catch because it just wiggles in the air. So, but now yeah. when people take a shot, they no longer... Uh, you can see this in Cristiano Ronaldo's like, free takes. He used to go for power, like absolute power. He doesn't do that anymore. he go for precision because it's a lot easier to attain precision with a reasonable amount of power versus getting a lot of power and a reasonable precision. I think when you change the, the numbers around, like if you ask for a, a, a really reasonable power but then really precise shot, is um,
0: uh-huh.
1: from a keeper point of view, the keeper A has to judge where the hell the ball's going, so that they waste just they waste a little bit of time watching where the ball's going. But if you're able to yeah. catch the keeper slightly out of his position, and you go for pre- a, a shot with precision, and then the keeper, like this, has the chance. to it's like Luis. Like he's not a bad bad keeper. The shot that came at him today was i mean was amazing shot he was slightly out of position at that point he was just slightly to the to the right of the goal a little bit the the shot went for the left corner like from laurie's point of view right like he's uh-huh. slightly at the right so he he made a step he, he he usually cover like he's able to cover the majority goal except usually the corners right so he was slightly out of position so they go for a precise they go for a precision they go for precision so they can place the ball into the corner when they want to. Um, if you lose a little bit of power, the important part is that if you keep doing this like on, on a, from a probability point of view, your expected goal is gonna go up because you, when you're, you're, if you're able to make nine out of 10 shots at the corner and actually reach the corner and then that means if you, whenever you catch the keep whenever you make a shot whenever you catch the keeper slightly out of position, you're probability, your expected average goal is going to go up. Yeah. yeah. But if you yeah. do it for power, then you're, you're saying that, oh, you're, you don't, you know, you ignore the fact that the, the, the keeper might be out of position. You just take a shot, given power, then, then the keeper's mm-hmm. job is lot. Then your, your, the, the ability for you to hit a good spot is going to be lower. So you're ignoring the fact you're ignoring the position of the keeper. You just, you just, you ignoring whether keeper is about to make a mistake or not. So, so mm-hmm. I suspe- so I suspect that's a reason that these goals are easier to get, especially at the end of the game where everybody becomes really compact. You, and and the defending is compact, and and from a mm-hmm. like from a scramble like this, sort of corner scramble, and you get these sort of spectacular goals.
0: Yeah, how you made me think that it's probably why Kepa can see so many goals because he seems to be. A good keeper in terms of re- yeah. reflex like yeah uh, he seems to be uh has a very strong reflex, but his position is is usually wrong, yeah, he's usually in the wrong position, doesn't cover the the goal in the right way, yeah, and so in many goals have been just like kind of you look like he's such a dumb goal, it's just like put on the other side of where yeah. Kepa is, and even yeah. though he stretches a lot, he's also kind of rather short, yeah. so. Uh, yeah. never it was never gonna get there, but it's probably as you said is his uh, the positioning and the precision of the of the shots has let kepa like look really really bad, yeah. even though sometimes he looks really good because he re- reacts very quickly to certain shots, but his positioning is not is not good at yes. all
1: he 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 doesn't read the game as well as he he could have i mean the yeah. game sometimes changed a little bit and he doesn't Because this is, I think this is where like defending becomes hard is from an attacking point of view, you can shift, like you can make a a quick pass. The shape of the game like changes quickly and, and you're, and the defending has to keep up with it. So the old way of doing this is that you just do a man marking, right? Now people do a hybrid of man marking and zone park and zone marking. So you're, you're asking like, um. How do you defend against a shape change? Defend uh, attacking shape change. So, um, and then you require the entire defense line to be quick to 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 recognize this, and that's hard for attacking players. I think I think it's a little bit easier if you want to take a look, if you want to sort of um, be if, more fluid. Yeah, be more fluid. I think that's the right word. I think we want to be more fluid. Yeah. When you, it's relatively easier.
0: And it's even convenient for them because it's like the defenders get a lot more confused, right?
1: Yeah, and I think like I think individual defending goes. You the, the 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 mentality the strategies always make defenders make decisions, right? If the defender mm-hmm. has to make a decision, whether I'm going to um, cover a space that is open, or mm-hmm. um, or sit back a little bit to 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 do stuff. And then individually, I think defenders usually make the right decision. But as a team, you can quickly see that sometimes decisions is wrong because a teammate are thinking about different things, right? You, you, if you're a defensive part, if, you, if you're marking someone and the ball suddenly get passed to the person in front of you where the midfielder hasn't gone back yet or is just chasing, and then if the, if the, if the 4 you're marking suddenly vacates his spot and move into the space, and now you have to think, where do I follow him or not? If you follow him, you create space right behind you, and someone else can run in, right? So that decision is never right or wrong with respect to the defender himself, right? He just marking uh-huh. the person. Man marking wise, he's not doing anything wrong. But if you look at a defensive partner, a defensive partner says, Oh, if you move up and I don't change my spot, I don't change my position, and that creates a hole. If I'm a defender and you're my defensive partner, and if the forward I'm marking vacate his spot and move towards the midfield, if I go up and you suddenly just move a little bit to the middle and you start to become more aware of that situation and then the, the wing back also start to to close in the, and then start to be compact a little bit and then it doesn't create the big of a problem, right? Mm-hmm. So from a defender's point of view, making an individual decision is is, is never wrong. He's just he just man marking, right? But yeah. if, if he makes a decision and in terms of team, if the team does not react quickly, and then he has a to problem. Position. Yeah. So, so but then the thing is, you, as, as a defender, if you're worried that the team is gonna not gonna hold its shape, and you never um follow uh, like follow up with your with your attacker, with your uh, forward, and you just let uh-huh. him r- vacate spot without following, you have a problem where the where the forward can pick up a ball like become a target man easily. You have space to t- receive the ball. And he can turn and shoot. He can turn and he can then allow the other team to place a a Firmino type person in that spot, and then you're slightly effed, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that reflects also in 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 kind of the criticisms that uh, sometimes the media or the fans have towards defenders, because it's like, oh, why didn't you do that? Mark, mark this person here. Why didn't you close the space? And probably the person was like, oh, because I was trying to do. This other thing and if he does this other thing like closing the space or marking the other person uh, then he leaves like a, a space uh, unmarked behind so as you said it's never wrong what he's doing but it's also he's never right because he yeah. can't do two things at the same time yeah and there's always something to criticize especially about defenders yeah because it's uh, the attackers can put them in this dilemma of not knowing what to do and if the entire team is not kind of covering each other's decisions as you said then yeah that's that's where all these mistakes come into 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 place
1: that's what the a, a tactic is supposed to do right a tactic essentially is a set of conventions like mm-hmm. in this situation do this as a team in this situation do this as a team but sometimes tactics are like it's like good math it's really hard to come up with a set of rules that cover all possibilities because there's, there's so many variations like you just cannot be be rigorous in in, in this situation you won't you, yeah yeah your set of propositions is never going to be able to cover the entire possibility space <laughs> <laughs> yeah you just cannot and you cannot make the tactic too too terribly difficult because the, the player won't be able to execute those plans so tactics wise it's, it's harder to come up with a with a with a tactic where um where defenders you can just follow a tactic and it will be fine and make decisions like that right like the tactical decision at that at those point like if you just have a computer simulation to do these things who will quickly realize probably quickly realize the tactics can never like mm-hmm. no no like if no finite set of rules is going to is going to be able to cover um, mm-hmm. uh, to to have like a create perfect defense so it always comes down to how people um, talk to each other and on the, on, on the field and how how people work together, right? And that is the, the, the fluidity, fluidity of, of soccer. And I think if you you, you uh-huh. if you don't um, have people who are really in sync, in a sense, like it doesn't really make this, and that's not a precise word, right? It's in sync. Yeah, uh-huh. if you, and if you accept the notion of two people being in sync or an entire team being in sync, then the decision to make on the field is going to sort of, Think about the other person a little bit, and then the other person is able to think about the, the, all the, the his partners a little bit. If everybody yeah. think about their partner a little bit more, I'm sure that's what they do. But then, a good set of decision made, made together make is going to make a difference, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You, you can see when a uh, team or a set of players have, have worked together, played together for a long time. Yeah, for example, the Spain's World Cup winner team. Oh yeah, like, it, it was pretty much Barcelona, right? And they've they've worked together for a, probably some of them the entire careers. Yeah. And then Germany's World Cup winner was like pretty much uh, yeah, Bayern Munich's team. Yeah. Like, give and take, it was just like a, a mostly Bayern Munich. Yeah. So it, I think it's it is true that sometimes having a team that understands each other very well is is quite an advantage. Probably that's why uh, Liverpool seemed to be really good last season because they kind of had this time to understand each other very well and understand what the, the tactic is of the, of the manager. But anyway, it seems to me that there's so much responsibility put on them on a manager, right? Like you have to be a coach and you have to be a man manager and you have to be a tactician. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes you can't be all of those things at the same time. Yeah. Is there a team that, that where you see that the tactics are not coming from the manager? Uh, the tactics are not coming
1: from a manager, uh, no. Um, and I think, and I think that's, I'm not so sure how how to like phrase this, this response. Like, because I think, true that, that a manager plays um, a multifaceted role. They they have to deal with personalities, they have to deal with tactics, but then they also delegate some of these tasks to um, yes. to other people. So I imagine it go this way. So the manager has a set of philosophies. And he, he's uh-huh. able to sort of describe these philosophies in an abstract sense to his assistant managers. And the assistant managers take these philosophies and these ideas and actually find a way to implement them. Mm-hmm. And then so, so the manager's philosophy uh, affects the team more than the actual uh, tactical decisions made. I mean, they have usually have like a team of analysts to, to look at the football game and say, this is what's happening and the manager goes okay this is the idea i think this idea will work so someone goes okay i'm gonna go figure out how to actually implement this to the players right because uh-huh. a manager first and foremost is, a, is not actually a teacher as far as i can tell like the manager is 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 a teacher and i think like before he can make any decisions he's capable of making any decisions if he's a good teacher, if he get people to listen, then he, he can do that job, job relatively well because a good teacher um, doesn't need material. He can material come from someone with a technical know-how and actually say, well, if we do this and then we should be, we'll be able to win and a, ta- and, a, and a good teacher will be able to teach these tactics to his players and then manage yeah. these personalities together so that they work well together. Um, in a relatively efficient way, because if you if you're a good tactician, and then you won't be able to teach very well, and then you will t- mm-hmm. say you have a good tactic, but it takes you two weeks to to, to drill the tactics into the players to teach the tactics to the players is not going to work because you only have four to five days to implement the next tactic, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and but if you're not a good very good tactician, but you're a very good teacher, so you maybe you have an idea or you have some you have some tactical ideas. And you say, okay, well, let's let's get these people, let's play this way. So you delegate a task to someone who is really efficient at coming up with tactics and you just teach these things to the players. And that, that mm-hmm. also works, right? Of course, a, a good manager should have both. They should, they, they should have a philosophy that works. But I, I think first of all, foremost, a good manager needs to be a good teacher. So in terms of whether, like, do I see a manager with those qualities, um, with, that is also a really good tactician um i don't know how to compare that because like the philosophy themselves um i, w- I mean i have not looked at uh, bielsa bielsa yeah yeah I, I have not looked at his his teams his games a lot but then i think he, he's a good tactician i mean gathering what i from what i read on reddit he, he seems to be a good tactician <laughs>
0: reddit information yeah yeah, it's it's hard for us fans to evaluate whether like a a particular manager is a good tactician or not it's probably from this amazon documentaries i can see that uh guardiola puts a lot more emphasis on tactics than um than mourinho does but i mean that that's that's what i take from the documentaries oh you mean the uh pep guardiola yes guardiola
1: yeah i mean is it Raw, I don't know if this is an apple to apple comparison. Like, I mean, I I, I agree that Pep is is um, seems to focus more on tactic. Like, he has a, a tighter control on what how to do with these things tactically. Mourinho is more of um, um, an inspiration. Um, I mean, of yeah. course, his tactics are solid as well. I mean, who can you? Yeah, take it, it's
0: him? not that he he doesn't he disregards them, but yeah, he, the halftime. Uh, discourses in, in, in Guardiola is usually like a plan yeah. of oh, there's a space here you can you pass to uh, pass the frame across to um, Aguero. Yeah. <laughs> or something along those lines. Yeah, um, uh, and Mourinho is like, oh, we got this guy, fucking hell. He's more of a mentality guy, yeah, yeah like a mentality guy, yeah, which probably for some players he might put a lot of pressure. Yeah, and it might be easier to crumble because you don't know what the plan is. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know. And on the other hand, if the coach or the manager is giving you the tactic or the plan, and it's not working, then you don't know what to do. Yeah, no, hmm. like you yeah, definitely this... need both. Yeah,
1: and I, and I think Pep Guardiola's tactics is actually really, really good. It's just unfortunately someone figured out how to how to defend against him because you just crowd the top of the box. Someone actually, I read a blog post about how to defend against. Paguillo, um, if I can find it again, I'll send it to you. Uh-huh. But essentially, people analyze this for pricing and how to how walla divides it divides the pitch into eighteen boxes, and then the box eleven or thirteen or whatever. The basically the area that's slightly top of the box is most important because that, that in that area you have most options. You can sort of spread out the ball, the play, or you can shoot, or you can. Uh, a little sneaky pass and everything so people just realize if you crowd yeah. that box, hey they can't do a whole lot in there
0: <laughs> yeah uh, i remember this there was this game uh city versus Tottenham, probably last year in the premier league yeah and it was a really boring game and i just saw Tottenham kind of just all the way in the back and city scored and Right away Tottenham scored like in a counter attack because it, it seemed that city had no defense mm-hmm. but it's because everybody's just all the way up the center backs are way too forward because the turnham line says just like kind of they defend with two lines of four yeah and they don't leave any space so all all City uh all the city team had to be very sur- surrounding this the the central circle uh, around that so they leave so much space on behind yeah and same happened versus wolves last year but Traore and, and Jimenez were just yeah. completely obliterating that they were that just running
1: wild because like yeah Tottenham has to fast forward they have Sun they have like Sun is incredibly fast and then they also mm-hmm. have Kane which is clever and then um Traore is just so strong you I mean, can carry
0: the ball for quite long but like, you can't yeah. fight him he's like a, he's a and really fast <laughs> <laughs> He's a tank. It's a really fast tank. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, 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 it must be, it must be terrible to defend against them. Yeah. must be really scary. I I, I not be looking forward to that. No,
1: thank God we don't have to. <laughs> we, we we can play him on like FIFA or something.
0: When are we going to play like for real?
1: <sighs> When's when the coronavirus going to end? <laughs>
0: I don't know. COVID has made me unfit, that's for sure.
1: You have to do what I say. Go go running
0: with me. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I run, I'll just uh, completely destroy my knees. I'll get I'll come back with knee powder. Uh, yeah,
1: actually. That is that is a, a big problem. Knee knees knees are my main concern these days. I actually do get injured.
0: Yeah. But I think
1: we can still play on weekends. As long as like not too cold. Like Alan's currently looking at me is like, why don't we plan to play? Um <laughs> uh, yeah. and I think like weekends are good. Like whenever it's, it's not it's not too cold yet that we can actually go out to play a little bit. Because we're not allowed to yeah. like to play with a goal, but we're allowed to play with just you know, just passing a little bit, rain Like <laughs> although you pretty have, pretty have to cool. come up here. You're like, you like we can't go to CN Tower and play there. That doesn't we there's no space to play in CN Tower.
0: There is, there, I mean, like it's on just the top the three of, of us.
1: Yeah, just we can just do it as an edge walk thing, like, edge walk thing on CN Tower and play there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's at the top
1: of the observation deck.
0: <laughs> Oops,
1: the ball came out of the CN. Tower. <laughs> Given our inability, our abilities or our inabilities, that's going to happen a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we can use use the CN Tower as a post. That works. That's a lot easier. That to works. Hit. <laughs> <laughs> What's the post challenge instead of a crossbar challenge? Yeah, that will work. <laughs>
1: but I, 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 do think we can play um, on on Saturdays for for a bit. Uh,
0: we're not allowed to go in indoor courts, right? I, I don't think.
1: That, I don't think anything's happened. Is Alan? Is any indoor spot happen happening? Indoor uh, soccer fields happening uh, opening? I checked. Yeah, he didn't check. I'm assuming it's not allowed. Yeah, we don't have enough people. Exactly. We, can, have we don't people. have enough people, and we don't have enough income <laughs> to <laughs> afford like like a whole
0: whole indoor
1: soccer thing for like three two hours. That just that's just not uh, feasible.
0: Yeah, no, but uh, I think in. The regulation in Toronto is that any indoor recreation or something like that was uh, it's closed. paused I see, for a yeah. month. It makes a... sense.
1: It is the right thing to do. Like, Please don't open up any of those, because people are just going to go nuts.
0: <laughs> yeah, but anyway, it was a shame. Yeah. I can't go to the gym anymore. Let's, yeah, no, I know.
1: In. I'm surprised you were still going. That is a,
0: that's the crazy part. <laughs> but at the same time i don't feel that it was kind of a big risk uh you see people around cleaning in the gym every time that someone uh, yeah i mean mine is of course
1: irrational because i've been to the gym at all
0: <laughs> yeah I, but it, it, it sounds scary from from the outside it does but it does yeah
1: but i am saying we can let maybe we should play next weekend i mean next weekend is not frozen yet I mean, we still have like maybe two or three weeks before it actually gets really cold. I think mid-November is when it starts to get really cold.
0: Every year I've been here, I remember that on Halloween night, we get snow. And then there's like two weeks of mild temperature. Before or after? After that. Yeah. After Halloween night. And then it's hell. Hell starts.
1: Yeah. I think think, uh, Remembrance Day is usually the day when I think it's getting cold. Like yeah, that that's the week. So I think we still have, you know, right now it's like maybe one, two, three, one or two weeks. Four. I think I still think we have four weekends to go, and before we, uh before we, we need to like bundle up and hide and cry.
0: Hide <laughs> <don't> and cry. <laughs> Forget about soccer. Tears. and only only watch the Premier League. <laughs> With great analysis. Yeah, I think. We're running out of time, and I oh, have to appreciate that. Thank you for all your time and your your brain. You're welcome. Good I, you.
1: I, I appreciate being invited. Thank you for.
0: <laughs> we didn't even talk about math. I thought I, I was. I had a conversation with a mathematician, and we didn't even talk about math.
1: Yeah, no, I know that is that is crazy. That is we need to talk about algebraic combinations.
0: Yeah, and next next time you should tell tell me about your research and everything. Oh yeah, I, I should do you do?
1: my research is garbage,
0: but I wish it From Chelsea Defense to uh ten, how garbage is your research? <laughs> League five. <laughs> League five <laughs> 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 this is- you went through relegation a few times <laughs>
1: <laughs> never made it to the top flight <laughs> it's more like
0: it <laughs> <laughs> no one watches it that's that's what I always believe about my about yeah. research well, thank you you're yeah. welcome
1: uh, I guess see I will you next week perhaps you. actually let's make a play let's play next week
0: let's play next week yeah. that's a that's plan <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> bye bye <laughs>